and away we go. Welcome to the sports book here on 760 WJR. Always a pleasure talking sports with you. And by golly, that's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, my name is Steve Courtney, and you would be? Jamie Edmonds. We are uh, together again, as they say. In person on Monday Fun Day. Wouldn't have it any other way. I love it. Um, big goings on. Uh, a week from tonight, we will know who the Super Bowl 57 champion is. We will. It's just the way it works. I'm sure we're going to talk about it with Blake. Yeah, Blake's all over this. Yeah. You know, uh, he was trying desperately, I'm sure, to get a line on the flag football game yesterday. <laughs> I'm sure he was. Probably. The uh, strength thing. Now, you know, if there's anybody that could find one, it was going to be Blake. Blake, what's going on over there, dude? Ray just called me, and there, he needed help with stuff. And there's just, there's always stuff going on around here. There is always stuff. There. I am. Anytime somebody needs a little bit of help, who do you call? Blake. Ghostbusters. I, hopefully I'm like third <laughs> on that list, but I appreciate that. Uh, Nick first. Yeah, we got Nick Aww. Roddy here with us as well. Uh, the producer of whatever this is. <laughs> uh, Nicholas, what's happening? Hi, how's it going? Everything's well. Uh, just to let you know, as always, we're so very thankful for our wonderful friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, uh, where, by the way, uh, we are back at it. Uh, you know, Nicholas, back when we were the Lion Station, uh, we had the distinct pleasure of doing a couple of Super Bowl parties at Soaring Eagle. And then the stupid pandemic hit and uh, nothing was happening. Well, we are going to be back. Super Bowl Sunday in full force, uh, doing a little extravaganza from four to six, huh? Yeah, we'll talk about the big game. We will be talking about the big game <laughs> uh, with Kansas City and Philadelphia. Yes. And that's pretty much all the information we can give you. Uh, that's the rules. But we're going to find a way, as always, to have a good time. We'll be uh, joined by a couple of former Lion greats, uh, Corey Schlesinger. Uh, fullback extraordinaire, uh, went through a few face masks in his time, and Rob Rubick, the former Lions tight end, and you see him all over Bally Sports, high school uh, football, and still follows. They both do. Still follow the Lions, so we're going to have some stellar Lions conversation. My partner, Jamie, uh, will be joining us. You've got uh, WDIV duties. Yes, I will be virtual, so I will be in the studio at Channel 4 or in the newsroom or something, but I'll definitely call in. I, because we're... Very close friends. I will drop a dime or two at the Wheel of Fortune for you. I'll tell you exactly where it is. You enter the casino, you hang a right. It's my machine. I'll find it. Okay. And uh, just send me good vibes and uh, I'll split. <laughs> okay. Whatever the case may be. Uh, all right, let's get to it. A uh, couple of things going on over the weekend. Uh, the NHL All-Star Game uh, and the festivities that surround that. And the NFL had their Pro Bowl weekend. And... <laughs> You know what? I know the NFL is trying, and I applaud them for just getting rid of the game. That's first and foremost. Right, because people were getting hurt for no reason. For no reason, and it was stupid. You, final score is like 62-58, whatever the case may be. It was boring. Uh, did they step it up a notch with the flag football? Now, the players are giving it high marks that they enjoyed it. I like the overall feeling of it. I like the longest drive con contest with those guys. Yeah, the I skills thing is fun. fun. Yeah. When they were trying to pull those heavy walls 
10 yards. I thought that was fun. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And I, I, I think this is their last bastion of hanging on to this thing. Because yeah. if this fails, then you know what? Congratulations. You're a pro bowler. Way to go. And just say you're, you've made the team. That's right. Um, I was lukewarm on the flag football. Um, plus, I was watching the uh, AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am because now I can start shifting uh, back to golf mm-hmm. and other important things. Uh, the NHL had their all-star festivities uh, in FLA, and it was kind of crazy. I'm a big fan of the NHL all-star skills stuff. Yeah. But it was nuts. Full disclosure, I'm sitting at my buddy's pub doing research, as uh, usual. Uh-huh. For this very show. It never ends. Uh-huh. And one minute we're in the rink, and then the next minute they're knocking surfboards over with pucks. <laughs> I thought it was a bit disjointed. Like they were trying too many things at one time. But like the NFL, they're trying to make this thing watchable. I mean, a three-on-three tournament is more watchable than a game. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I, I, I think the three-on-three thing is, is, is very interesting. Yeah. And especially when the captain of the Detroit Red Wings, Dylan Larkin, had uh, such a nice showing. Huh? Uh, had himself a little hat trick. Uh, Maple Leaf swinger uh, Mitchell Marner had three assists. The Atlantic Division takes care of the Central 7-5 in the All-Star game. That went down on Saturday. Uh, for the record, the first time the Atlantic won the All-Star game, and everybody on that roster, uh, they're going to end up splitting $1 million. Now, Dylan Larkin said he just had a riot, five goals uh, total in the two games, and now he can focus, although he doesn't want to, on his contract yeah. with the Winged Wheelers. He spoke today. They're back at practice, and he said, I, I can't think about this at all times. There's a season to be played. I just can't. I understand what he's saying. Um, but that being said, he's already made it public that he sees himself as a Red Wing. Um, and he's all of a sudden 26 years old. Uh, he's in the final year of that five-year, $30 million contract with the Winged Wheelers. Um, and according to what the Free Press reported, uh, Red Wings general manager Stevie Eisenman knows a thing or two about uh, being a captain. Uh, he apparently offered Larkin an eight-year contract worth $64 million. Now, according to those reports, there could be somewhat of an impasse here. Yeah, I interviewed Helene St. James on Sports Final Edition last night. And at one point, it was like a $1 million difference. And she was saying now they she thinks they're hundreds of thousands of dollar difference. So oh. that's a move in the right direction. Where's my wallet? <laughs> I mean, he just won some money at the All-Star game. Can he count that? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be doing that, and, and nor should he. And he, look, Dylan Larkin understands that, you know, these negotiations are public. Uh, fans want to know. Fans have a right to know from what Dylan says. So um, for the life of me, I just can't see these two parties, Larkin and Eisenman, parting ways. I, I just can't. I can't see this guy leaving the Red Wings. I just, I cannot. A guy who played at Michigan who signed a deal with the Red Wings early, left Michigan early to come to the Red Wings. I just, I just don't see it. Well, apparently it was uh, quite the conversation uh, there in Florida during the All-Star uh, festivities that if he by chance, by chance, uh, ends his stay in Detroit, there will be no shortage, obviously, of future employers.
Yeah, I mean, and he showed. He had a six-point night among all-star NHLers. Well, 47 games played this year. Uh, 15 goals, 28 assists, 43 points. That leads the team. Now, from a hockey club standpoint, the Red Wings right now, going into the second half of the season, if you will, sitting at 50 points. You take a look at what's going on with the wild card. Uh, the Washington Capitals have the uh, number one slot with 60 points. Your Penguins remain at two with 57. So they're seven points off. Is it possible? Of course it is. Of course it's possible. If you catch fire, why not? And that would make it so fun for everyone in town. Uh, I think they just need to uh, get back to the way they were playing earlier in this season when they were winning four or five in a row. Yeah, at this point with 34 or whatever games left, you have to stack wins. Yeah, the margin of error is uh, getting shorter and shorter as the uh, weeks go on. So hopefully uh, Derek Lalonde and the lads can – you know, make it interesting. And, uh, we but if can... they don't, this is your one. Sure. Lalonde, like I, it'll be fine. And then uh, the NHL trade deadline, for your information, is coming up uh, 3 o'clock on March 3rd. So there you have it. Uh, we have a lot coming at you on the uh, sportsbook here on WJR. Uh, when we come back from the break, a big trade in the NBA and your Detroit Pistons, they are underway at LCA. We'll have that and more as we continue here on 760 WJR. Nice to have you with us here on the sports book on 760 WJR. <laughs> By golly, uh, looking over to the uh, monitor and our fine producer, uh, Nicholas Roddy, got a little cat snuggling going on. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. So I was making bacon. I'm at home right now. I was making bacon <laughs> and I walked into the kitchen and I, I put the bacon kind of near the sink. Because the cat likes to get up on the counter and, like, lick the food. I can imagine. He was on the other side of the kitchen, and I walk in, and he darted out of the kitchen like he was guilty of something. So I'm trying to figure out so if smelling he him? the bacon or something. Well, bacon's pretty strong smell, so you'd think <laughs> it would still be on it. But I, I There's nothing like it. Did you do a bacon inventory? <laughs> well, I chopped it up already, so oh, I, I don't see. know oh, how much no. would have been gone. Listen, I got to tell you. Something about Nick you probably didn't know. He was ice fishing this past weekend. Wow. Mm-hmm. Look Where? at you, shanty man. Yeah, we tried ice fish at least. Where? We didn't see a fish. We were up at Houghton Lake, up in Prudentville. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I told him he's got to watch Grumpy Old Men. You ever see that? No. There's a hilarious ice fishing scene in there. <laughs> okay. With Burgess Meredith, uh, Jack Lemon, and Walter Matthau. You, uh, how have you guys not seen it? Because <laughs> we're not a grumpy old what man. The hell? No, Blake, I'm not even going to ask you. Please don't. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I haven't I seen anything. It and it is streaming available on one of the apps, so I will watch it. Oh, you will thank me a thousand times over. It is hysterical. I asked Blake to watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles at Thanksgiving, and? Still haven't seen it. Uh-huh. Okay. And he won't. No. I said, you know what? I, I finally saw Top Gun, too. I uh, thought that was good. If it ever gets to a point, and obviously I sincerely doubt it will, if there's ever a line on planes, trains, and automobiles, Blake will watch. <laughs> Whatever. You can't bet That's on it. It's true. Blake. If you can bet on it. No. You can just enjoy it. <laughs> By the way, I saw there was last-minute lines for the Pro Bowl, but I did not partake in any of that. Do you feel good about yourself? Yeah, I feel great. I, I think I'm a new you. man. You have so much restraint. Good yeah. for you. Really showed a lot. There. I'm proud of you, Blake. Thank you. 
means the world to me. Uh, your Detroit Pistons in action right now at Little Caesars Arena. Who they got? Well, they got the best team in the NBA right now. That would be the Boston Celtics. Uh, there is 524 left in the first quarter. Celtics up 16-8. to It has been a road, as you might suspect, for the Pistons. They're coming off uh, going into this tilt with uh, the Celtics. Coming off that 116-100 loss at home to the Phoenix Suns on Saturday night. Sadiq Bay with 25 points in the losing effort. As a matter of fact, the uh, Pistons have lost 10 of their last 13. Uh, the Celtics coming in 37-16. and 16. How about that? Jason Tatum averaging 30.9 points per game. Uh, Jalen Brown, 27 points per game. And, you know, how do you think Ime Udoka feels? Maybe he thought for a minute that he was the stir that the straw that stirred the drink. Uh, Joe Mazzula, the uh, he became interim coach. You'll recall back on September twenty second of twenty twenty two. Look at the job he's doing, huh? Yeah. Now you just want to talk about other teams. You don't want to talk about Pistons. Well, I'm just uh, pretty impressed with what Joe Mazzula's <laughs> doing. No, yeah, I know. But we were talking about how it's tough to watch the Pistons. So it is. We're looking at other NBA headlines these days. <laughs> Well, look, uh, the uh, Pistons, right now they're a 14-40 and 40 ball club. And, yeah. you know, talking to some uh, friends, big Piston fans over the weekend, uh, Dwayne Casey is starting to get some attention here. Yeah. And I don't know if, if you had anybody on that bench, would it make any difference whatsoever? Yeah. The wind is completely out of the sails. I think he's in trouble. I was talking about this in the sports office this weekend. If they start to get good, I still don't think they stick with them. I think they get some new young gun in. Well, as I've said before, and I'm a big Dwayne Casey guy. Same. Um, we've had him on the Mitch Album show quite a bit. He's uh, so kind. Well, he is kind, yeah. and he is a teacher first, and then a coach, I think. Yeah. And uh, I know there's a lot of different personalities in the coaching world, and this dude is about as calm as it gets, and he has seen some horrible things this year. Horrible. I think it's just about looking for bright spots in this Piston season. The first game of the back-to-back was pretty good. Jaden Ivey had 24 points, Jalen Duran 13 and 13 rebounds when they beat Charlotte. I mean, so that was good. Well, there's some great young talent here. You know, beat Golden State a couple times, I believe, this season, so... There are some high points to watch and get behind. I just check what I just said. There is potentially yeah. some great young talent on this Pistons team. But at this point, just keep losing and get that number one pick. Uh, elsewhere in the NBA, big trade. Uh, and it's now official as of today uh, with the uh, Dallas Mavericks acquiring uh, Kyrie Irving. Um, anybody else shocked? that Mark Cuban signed off on this deal? Yes. Because let's not ignore the elephant in the room here. Kyrie Irving comes with about as much baggage as a, that is allowed by law. Apparently it doesn't matter what you do or say or tweet or act. Well, uh, Dallas is uh, also going to get Markeith Morris in this trade that sent the former Pistons, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a 2029 first-round pick, and two second-round picks in 2027 and 2029 to the Nets. And then you've got Luka Doncic, who is in contention 
for the uh, scoring leadership, and he's a hell of a player. And is it going to be one of those deals where Kyrie gets there, does what Kyrie does? And Has Kyrie ever joined a team and sort of been the team guy, and it's been a real positive? No. Well, maybe you know, you know what? Maybe uh, in his younger days in Cleveland. Yeah. I was going to say when he like first joined Boston, it wasn't to a degree, bad. but that didn't last long either. Yeah. And you know, Mark Cuban. Just seeing him on Shark Tank every once in a while. Excellent show. And he's <laughs> absolutely loaded. Um, but he just seems to be very exact. And, you know, now at the same time, he wants to win. And I think right now the uh, Mavs are the uh, sixth seed yeah. uh, in the West. Nine so, games back. Yeah. The so. West is crazy, though. I mean, everyone's, like, kind of jumbled up. It's going to be interesting to keep tabs on, find out what happens. Uh, now, moving the thing along here, uh, Michigan State. Oh, boy, I'll tell you what, that one hurt Saturday at Madison Square Garden. You're up by six at the half against Rutgers. And a matter of fact, uh, at the beginning, these two teams, they no were one a, could hit. They were a combined four for 23 in the opening eight minutes. I said to Magnum T.I. this morning, it was almost like, what is this? The first team to 20 is going to win? <laughs> And it was almost like that. And, you know, this Spartan team sometimes just can't get out of their own way. They don't have a shooter, you know, that is your go-to Cassius Winston type. Tyson Walker has been good. Tyson Walker, yeah, 12 points on 5 for 10 shooting. Um, Joey Hauser had 10 points. Joey Hauser's up and down. Yes, he is. So when he's down, you have a problem. He was 4 for 11. From the floor. Jaden Akins scored nine with six boards. A.J. Hogard, he's starting to struggle here a little bit. And Tom was saying this morning that maybe it's fatigue because he is registering a lot of minutes. Um, he was three for ten, eight points, but he committed five of the Spartans' 14 turnovers. And, you know, sometimes as it relates to turnovers, maybe it's not the volume. It's the time. It's the time. You're absolutely right, James. And we're not talking about transition turnovers. We're talking about unforced errors right? at pivotal points in any given game. Yeah. I mean, it, you never know what team is going to show up. That's the problem. Now, they're 6-6 six and six in the conference. Can they make a run? Sure. They always can in the tournament. Well, they're 14-9 overall. And now all of a sudden, uh, I think there's seven games left on the Big Ten schedule, um, and now there's people wondering, you know, because 20 has always been the magic mark for March Madness, mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament. So they got to get to getting, and they got a challenge tomorrow night. Late start, 9 o'clock at the Breslin Center. Uh, they welcome those Maryland Terrapins, 16-7 and seven overall, 7-5 and five in the conference. They're pretty good. Why so. are they playing a 9 o'clock home game? I don't know. ESPN2 Television. requested it. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing one in two weeks, too. That's uh, that's the that's dumbest Indiana. thing I've ever heard. Talk, I'll talk to the execs. Oh, at Michigan's at nine. What? Yeah, on f- February eighteenth. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, let's have a rivalry game at nine p.m. Makes no sense. I'm, yeah. I'm not a big fan. You know, I've worked Michigan State football games that started. Uh, the one started at like nine thirty. 
and it's just a long day. It's was that a home work. game? No, it was that, okay. Uh, at least, but like if it's if it's like in the central time zone, like okay, I get it then. But like a home game, that makes no sense. But still, I mean, you know, talking to this coach, that coach, the other coach about those late starts. There's only so many meetings you can have. There's only so only so many buffets. <laughs> right. You know, there's only so many walkthroughs. To try and keep the guys, like, focused. And the argument is, ah, they're young. They'll be fine. Uh, Michigan, meanwhile, uh, they come off that uh, 77-69 win over Ohio State in a squared yesterday. Hunter Dickinson had a ball game. 26 points to go along with 11 boards. Uh, Michigan now 13-10, and 7-5 in the conference. They will host Nebraska 6.30. That will be Wednesday night uh, at Chrysler Center. So, uh, Juwan Howard's starting to see a little uptick in his uh, club. Yeah, they're fighting more. They've won two. They're doing what they need to do. They were all saying this is desperation time, this is must win, and so at least they're delivering. Um, and then quickly, uh, Purdue. Woo, little upset there. Falling in Bloomington to Indiana. Scrappy Hoosier club. Uh, only Purdue's second loss of the year. Right. They're uh, fine. But they still are uh, el numero uno uh, in the AP. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. Uh, the Lions are adding Scotty Montgomery as their running backs coach, assistant head coach. Uh, he is going to join uh, the aforementioned Dre Bly, Steve Hyden, the new tight ends coach. Uh, he is reportedly a very strong and respected veteran, according to Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network. Former NFL player, uh, spent five seasons out of Duke. Uh, he does have head coaching experience. He was the uh, head coach of the East Carolina Pirates from 2016 through 2018. Most recently, the running backs coach with the Indianapolis Colts the last two seasons. So he's worked with Jonathan Taylor. So he's had some success. Yeah, and the Lions have a great room right now. There you go. Uh, welcome, Scotty. All right, we'll take a break, uh, come back with a couple uh, real top-shelf human beings. Talk about uh, golf, a little hockey. That's right, a little combo for you. We'll have that as we continue with the Sportsbook here on 760 WJR. All right, hey, the uh, Pistons making a ball game of it at Little Caesars Arena. End of the first quarter, Celtics, best team in the league, they are up on your Detroit Pistons, only 26-25. How about that? Boyan Bogdanovich pacing the Pistons nine points thus far. Uh, did you watch any of the AT&T Pebble Beach program? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I said yes, and then I turned my microphone on. Very that good. usually helps, Jamie. Oh. Yes, yes. I haven't done that in a while, okay? TV person. She's just fine. Um, Mother Nature. Reared her ugly head all weekend long. It was insane. The last squall on Sunday before they stopped. Yeah. They made him play through that. It was crazy. Uh, Congratulations, Justin Rose. Big fan, uh, Justin Rose. The way that he goes about his business. uh, Gets his first PGA Tour win in four years. The 11th in his illustrious career as they had to carry over to uh, this morning. Uh, Speaking of golf. Uh, The golfers of the Michigan Section PGA, with the help of the Detroit Red Wings Alumni Association, plan to demonstrate golfers can play hockey and help armed service veterans in the process when they present the Michigan PGA Red Wings Alumni Game. That, my friends, going down Sunday, February 19th 
at the uh, Belfort Training Center at Little Caesars Arena. They will drop the puck at 3 o'clock. Let's talk about this very important cause. Joined by good friend Jordan Young. You know Jordan. Of course you do. Co-host of WJR Spin on Golf. Not to mention, he is the director of instruction at Jordan Young Golf in Plymouth. Uh, Jordan, how are you there, young man? I'm great. How are you guys doing tonight? Everything is well. Thanks for joining us. And your partner in crime, one of the great human beings of all time as well, George Bowman, head pro at Oakhurst Golf and Country Club in Clarkston, not to mention, got a lot of titles here. George is also the secretary of the Detroit Red Wings Alumni Association. George! What's going on, my friend? You all right? I just got back from Florida. I was down for the NHL All-Star weekend and representing the alumni for the uh, NHL alumni meeting and seems like every time I get the get down to Florida I'm, I'm allergic to something so I, I always come back with the with the geeks <laughs> uh, what do you got a little funk going on there George yeah a little little chest thing but that's all right I'm I'm fine well played talk two to... game played two games at Clark Park this weekend outdoors so that didn't help no George uh you know listen not getting any younger bro I've known you for that's... a while <laughs> Uh, talk about the importance of what's going on. Uh, you know, I've seen some current NHL players and former NHL players hit golf balls, fellas, and yeah. uh, they can they can rip it. There's no question about it. Uh, I know that there are golfers such as yourselves uh, that fancy yourselves as hockey players. You're going to have the opportunity, uh, while, by the way, uh, raising very valuable funds for some veterans, right? Uh, go ahead and start, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is George's baby here, and he started it. We talked about it maybe a year ago, and uh, I thought it was an unbelievable idea to, to get us together and to have a little game, and, and that's what it started out was a little game, and, you know, George just kind of ran with it, and I'll let him go through all the details, but great cause, military charities, and it's going to be a fun, fun, fun day. Uh, looking, looking forward to it in a couple of weeks. George, do you have the details? Oh yes, I'm sorry. The um, well, the, <clears throat> to add on to that backstory, there, what turned out to be just a little challenge between uh, Dean Colstead, president of the Michigan PGA, and myself. You know, Dean skates with us, and and we said, hey, we got to get this thing going. The fact that it's Dean um, Dean's the president of the Michigan PGA this year, plus it's our hundredth anniversary, so you know now's the time. Let's do it. And uh, oh, by the way, let's get a sponsor. And, Hey, while we're at it, let's raise a couple bucks for charity and make it a, make it a feel good uh, uh, cause. And so now, here we are uh, raising north of eighty thousand uh, dollars for three different charities: the Yellow Ribbon Fund, which is a uh, um, a group that has like housing. It's kind of like a Ronald McDonald um, situation at Walter Reed. Uh, Frank Rewald, local builder here in Michigan, he's on the board for uh, Yellow Ribbon. So great, great cause. Uh, the Folds of Honor, uh, a lot of people know about that. That's a PGA initiative. Dan Rooney's the, the right. uh, leader of that cause. And the PGA Hope, which, uh, you know, happens over at the VA hospital at Fort Custer over in Battle Creek. And, and our PGA guys help the veterans learn, uh, you know, another trade, learn how to play some golf. Um, and then my understanding is when they leave the hospital, we, we gift them a set of golf clubs to have those to take with them and hopefully start a new activity when they leave the, when they leave the facility. So three, three totally different situations, three totally amazing causes. And it's, it's great. I mean, 
you know, this this game is first of its kind that we know of. A uh, couple other notes, you know, obviously the, the PGA of America is the largest sports organization in the world. So that's an amazing fact. And the Red Wing alumni is the first alumni in all of sports. So there's a lot of first here and a lot of big, big news. So this, this is, this is really cool. And we're going to get some pretty good ink out of it through the PGA and uh, looks like we might even be on TV. And um, so we got two weeks to, you know, go at it and try to raise as much money as we can. All right, hey, hey, I signed my first one-day contract for this game too. You know, I got called off waivers and all this. Like, this is a big deal. Well, listen, yeah. let the records indicate there, uh, Jordan. Being the Canadian you are, uh, you've got hockey in your blood, dude. Yeah, I know, and I mean, that George and I hit it off that way, and we were just talking the other night. Like, the guys are such great guys to hang out with too, and and you know, got a chance to play with a bunch of them, and some of them come over for lessons and. Uh, just a funny story with with uh, Yuri Fisher. I said, "Hey, are you in town on the 19th?" And he's like, "Well, I don't, I don't know why." And he said, "Well, there's this little game going on on the 19th, and I just didn't know if you were involved, so I was kind of planting a little seed." And and so I didn't hear back from him for about a day and a half. And I said, "Well, maybe you contacted George." So I con- I asked George, "I said, hey, did you hear from Fisher?" And uh, he said, "Yeah, he's in." So I texted Fisher back and I said, "Hey, Yuri, I." I you must have made it through tryouts and waivers. I heard you're on the squad now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm just looking at uh, those who are going to appear. <clears throat> that would be Mickey Redmond, Dino Cicerelli, Larry Murphy, Darren McCarty, Joe Koser, Todd Bertuzzi, Johnny O'Grodnick, Eddie Mio, Darian Hatcher, not to mention, and this is so cool, uh, Vladdy, Vladimir Konstantinov, uh, he is going to drop the puck for this ceremonial yep. game. That is just awesome. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you mentioned Bertuzzi. He's coming too, which is pretty special. I did. One of the kids that uh, one of the other goalies that uh, you know we're splitting time with uh, was on Todd's team growing up, so they have a very special bond there. So it's going to be a really cool thing to reconnect those two together, and um, you know, awesome stuff. But uh, yeah, we got Karen Newman singing the anthem. We got Carly Johnston who does the in-game promotion for the wing. She's coming. She's going to be doing the interviewing, just making everybody feel like it's a Red Wing experience. And uh, all the while, while um, Disney on Ice is going on on the other sheet, uh, it's going to be action-packed down at LCA. Going to be a lot of fun, uh, again, oh, yeah. for just a just a great, great cause. And uh, to sponsor, or if you'd like to help the veterans, you can contact Mr. George Bowman uh, at this number here. Correct me if I'm wrong, George. 248-343-2589. Yep, that's it. Perfect. They can call me or email me, gwbowman35 at gmail. All right. Jordan, George, thank you so very much for your time. All the best. It's going to be just a smash hit. Thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate the time and uh, good times. All right. Jordan Young, co-host of WJR Spin on Golf and the director of instruction at Jordan Young Golf in Plymouth. Dude knows what he's doing if you want to straighten out your game. And George Bowman, head pro at Oakhurst Golf and Country Club in Clarkston, not to mention the secretary of the Detroit Red Wings Alumni Association. Uh, again, it's going on Sunday, February 19th at uh, 3 o'clock at the Belfort Training Center there at Little Caesars Arena. Don't go away. Uh, more coming up as we continue with the sports book here on 760 WJR. Once again, our complete thanks to Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort for their support of this radio show known as the sports book on 760 WJR. As a matter of fact, uh, we will be at Soaring Eagle uh, for a nice Super Bowl soiree uh, come Sunday. 
from 4 till 6, pretty much leading you right up to the darn deal. Uh, I'll be there along with uh, producer Nick Roddy, uh, Rob Rubick, former Lion, Corey Schlesinger, former Lion. They'll be there as well. My partner, Jamie Samuelson, will be joining us remote <laughs> as you've got WDIV duties. Jamie Samuelson? Oh, yeah. I apologize for that. Where was my head? Thinking about a great guy, maybe. Indeed, I was. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Edmonds. Yes. That would be you. Yes. Um, but you are going to be uh, contributing. and uh, Yes, I will be there in spirit and also virtually on the phone discussing and, the Super Bowl. And uh, right now, getting to it quickly, uh, the Eagles are a point and a half favorite. Do you have a, do you have a vibe on this yet? I think, I don't know. I, I, I picked wrong and I went against Patrick Mahomes. That was a mistake in the AFC championship. You know, there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there that are under the impression uh, that the Chiefs were going to make it here all along because Patrick Mahomes is one of the big spokespersons for who? State Farm. Well, you see all the stuff on the Internet about the NHL or NFL is rigged. Yes. I think that's silly. That's completely silly. Uh, there, there's, it'd be too much work. Yeah. I mean, if you're under the impression that these guys get to the, uh, get to the venue on Sundays and they're given scripts, come on. Is, is that where we're at right now? Also, what new script, not the number one teams making it? Unbelievable. Um, besides the Super Bowl, uh, more on that in just a bit. Tom Brady has announced, A, his retirement, and he's also announced that he will not begin his duties as the lead analyst for Fox until the 2024 season. Wants to take some time off. I get that. I do, too. Um, After 23 years. Could it be? We can start our own conspiracy thing. Could it be that he's still deciding whether or not he wants to be retired? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I never Good. thought he'd unretire. Um, but here's the thing. He's he's going to be making like, what, $36 million, right, a year to do this. Uh, and I've said it before. There are no guarantees that he's going to like it, A. And then B, there's no guarantee that he's going to be any good. Uh, there's no guarantee that he will be good. I think he will like it. If you've been doing something for 32 years of your life, this game, I think he'll like it. Well, and I want to compare uh, Drew Brees and Tom Brady. But Drew Brees tried it, tried the whole TV thing. Yeah. Didn't really pan out. Um, Tony Romo catching all kind of hell right now right. for his recent performances. Did you read CBS had an intervention? With him before this season started? No. Basically telling the dude, you've got to do homework. You've got to be prepared. Very Kyler Murray-esque. And Please read the playbook. Apparently he didn't follow through on any of it. And they're concerned. And when it was divulged that he was making $18 million, there was a lot of eyebrows raised. Yeah. And Troy Aikman's making the same thing. Now, Troy Aikman. There's no question about Troy Aikman. No. The dude's yeah. polished. He's prepared everything. Um, the Romo situation, that's a little something-something. Yeah, I didn't know he wasn't doing the work. Well, you know, you listen to, uh, you know, some of the games he does. Well, you know, that might have been his arm going forward. Uh, Could have been a fumble. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. Whoa. I, I despise him. You know, Blake hates a very strong No, word. I... Yeah, I know. It's very strong. It is. 
But I've not, I haven't liked him since the start when there was the whole like everyone loved him at the beginning. And I was like, no, he's annoying. <laughs> Talks too much. Well, he did have a knack for knowing the play. Yeah, the precise play. Yeah. He was a know-it-all. Didn't like that. <laughs> so you were sour on him from the get-go. Yeah, I th- I've always said that he doesn't let the moment breathe. Like, I think the all-time greats in broadcasting really do a good job of letting the moment breathe and letting the moment be the moment and not about them. And he has this knack of talking over the moment or talking over Jim Nance. Exactly. It's just nonstop. (laughs) And I've never liked it. Well, and then Jim Nance, one of my idols, he's starting to uh, be brought into it. Like, why aren't you working with this guy? Why don't you, you know, you're a pro. Tell this dude what to do. Oh, Jim Nance don't job? care about Tony Romo. That's not his responsibility. Right. He cared enough to get rid of Phil Sims and get Tony Romo in. Uh, Blake, Nick, Jamie. Well, you kind of already weighed in. Do you think Tom Brady's going to be good as an analyst? I think yes. Mm. I think so, too. He's the greatest ever at his position, he's going to talk about it, and he's very handsome. You need that for broadcasting. Well, you know, as a former sock model, uh, <laughs> I don't know how important that is. Um, what do you think, Nick? I think the more I think about it, I think the better he'll be. I mean, he's he's brilliant, and I think he knows kind of he's a little quirky, and I think he's going to play that up a little bit. It'll be fun for everybody. Well, I think the dude that is uh, probably still doing backflips that he's not going to start until the fall of 2024 is Greg Olson, who I've said it before. He's good. I think the dude is really good. Yeah. And, you know, he wasn't going to lose his job. They would just bump him back to the second team or whatever. Right. But he's working with Kevin Burkhart, the lead guy. I think they're comfortable. I think they've got a decent chemistry. Um, But that aside... I think he's done a stellar job. Yeah, too. maybe this was a mutual thing between Brady and Fox and Olsen said, hey, let's give Greg another year, and I don't know what his contract's like. Maybe he eventually replaces someone like Chris Collinsworth or something like that. Well, you know what? I don't know if uh, NBC would look at that um, because Collinsworth gets beat up pretty much every week. <laughs> um, you know, And I've just gotten to the point watching Sunday Night Football that Chris Collinsworth is what he is. You know, nothing more, nothing less. The but greatest thing to happen to Sunday Night Football is Mike Tirico. The greatest. Yeah. You know, just a, a class act all the way around. Uh, a Michigander now. Uh, so we'll see. Anyway. Big uh, fan. Uh, Mike Tirico. likes yeah. Mike Tirico. I like Mike Tirico. Dislikes a lot. He's Tony very Romo. good. Do you like Greg Olson? Yes. Okay. My favorite duo is the Monday Night crew, personally. Uh, Joe Buck and uh, Troy, Troy Aikman. Aikman. Can't go wrong. I think they're very good. All right. Well, uh, next time we are with you on the sports book, we will be discussing the Super Bowl 57 champion. We do have a show. We do have okay. a show. Uh, who are you going with? Patrick Mahomes. All right. Just to make things interesting <laughs> and to add to the uh, beer portfolio, I'll take the Eagles. I'll lay a, a point and a half. All right, just grab some drinks at the casino. I'll Venmo you. (laughs) Looking forward to it. Nikki, thank you. Uh, Blake, always a pleasure.
Uh, Jamie, uh, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the sportsbook here on WJR.